Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor Sean Gunnell. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, Donovan. Thank you for having me on the show. All right, all right, all right. And you are an actor, right? Yes, I am. All right, all right. Do you want to tell our listeners how did you decide this acting bug was in you? And had it has it manifested yet? <laughs> yes, and yes, yes, it has. Um, I was bit by the acting bug at a very young age. I remember seeing my sister in a stage production of Oliver. And I remember sitting in this just you know, this dark, this dark audience with these lights on stage and these beings walking across with such incredible energy, singing and acting and dancing and even seeing my sister. And I was seeing, seeing my sister on stage. I was like, I want to do that. And I had already seen Star Wars. I had already watched the Disney movies and I had already been touched by the power of film and seeing this world crafted with music and lights and amazing costumes that I had never even seen before in my life. And I said, I want to, I want to do that. So I got into it from the age of five and throughout the last 30 years, I have done Shakespearean productions, musicals, um, classics, improv. Uh, and I, and theater has always been my base. I love it with all my heart. I will do it for the rest of my life, but cinema and film I'll always from it was this voice in me from throughout every day of my life this this thing about movies just could not I could not shake it and when I went when I, I started getting into the idea of acting in movies and making short films with friends when I was in high school but it was when I went to the Academy of Art University in San Francisco when I was touring there and I saw their film acting clips from their students I was beholding what I knew I wanted to accomplish that here are these incredible, intimate, um, powerful performances on screen from from very talented actors. I said, I want to do that. So I got into it. And in my second year at school, I played my first lead in a big short film through um, this. It was directed by a friend of mine named Oren Mazzoni. It was on that set. It was 13 years ago. It was on that set at being surrounded by the best students at at the time the best the, the best in their class these 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 people who would go on to have these amazing careers in in our entertainment industry who are who are doing in, uh, fantastic productions being part of fantastic productions and i was surrounded by all of this talent that were vibing off of each other and they were they were syncing with each other and they were creating, they were telling the story through passion and through integrity and through sheer focus. And I knew, and I felt being there surrounded by everyone, I knew that this was how I would want to spend my, this is where I'd want to go with my, with my career. And so I trained, I got my BFA, I did as much work as I could um, for a year before moving to LA in 2014. And when I moved to LA, I told myself, this is, this is where the, this is where the, this is the major leagues. This is where all of the big players are. And if I want to make it, I need to have a strong spine. I need to not take things personally. I need to advocate on behalf of myself until I form my team and all of those those, the facets within that mindset brought about 50 productions across TV movies, 
independent features and shorts, music videos, uh, spec commercials, industrials, all a theater too uh, in, in LA. Uh, I love theater in LA, all across the board. And then in 2021 and 2022, I signed, I joined the union. I signed with a manager and two agents. And I look back on that and I said to myself, I, I reminded myself the importance of not quitting or or uh, detouring from my vision that in the good times and the bad, as long as I maintain that vision and I trust the process and I, I have that faith that everything works out as it's supposed to. Wow, wow, wow. Talk more about not giving up on yourself because there are actors and actresses listening and they said, I've been at this for 10 years and still I haven't got a lead role. Hmm. Yes, it it's a um it's a funny thing. Um I will admit that in the past couple of years, actually, uh, before I go into that, uh, when I first moved to LA, I met an actor, I was Uber driving, and I met an actor, he told me, I told him I had just moved to LA. And he said, remember, know this, that it takes about four years to start getting some consistent work to start um, booking roles. And he was right. In 2018, I booked about five short films that were all in line with what I wanted to do artistically and creatively and I look back on that and he was correct that sometimes there is this process that it takes a while there's hundreds of thousands of actors who are vying for a handful of roles in Hollywood New York any 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 market major or minor and it's in those moments where you just you, you almost get it you're almost there you you the almost you get the call back but then you don't get it and I, in my, in the last couple of years, going back to that, in the last couple of years, during the pandemic, during where now the strikes, uh, a lot changed. The landscape changed. Self-tapes became the norm. And we were, as, as actors, we, it put a lot of pressure on actors to buy backdrops, nice lights, camera equipment, editing software, to be a whole production for a single tape. And a lot of people couldn't handle it. A lot of people, they, they just, it was too much for them or they spent too much money and they didn't have enough money and they weren't booking anything and it can be depressing. And for me, I just kept hitting wall after wall after wall. And because it wasn't something I was used to, I wasn't used to this deep valley. And so I faced a lot of emotional breakdowns. And one day I just was on set and uh, doing background work. I walked into a corner and I was just so low. And a friend of mine told me, your equilibrium is off. You used to do therapy. Why don't you consider getting back into it? And I did. And I learned the tools. To, I finally learned the tools I had. And I used to do therapy when I was young, from ages 12 to 25. I finally, I didn't learn the tools then, but this time I did to combat anxiety. And I learned to picture those dark storm clouds of whatever was affecting me and holding me back. And I pictured them more as wisps and that I can control my attitude toward a situation. So I started to learn how to reduce my anxiety and I also learned two other things. One, through casting director workshops, I learned from Amy Jo Brennan, who used to cast at uh, HBO. She casted Game of Thrones. She casted um, Band of Brothers. She casted a lot of major productions over there. She said that casting directors bring you into audition because they want you to be their next big discovery that they can brag about to their other casting director friends. And it changed my mind about auditions. I used to think, uh, oh, br brought into audition. I don't get it. I'm not wanted. But the truth is that the audition is the win. And the booking 
is a compliment to that audition. And if you pay attention to which casting directors keep bringing you in, you realize that they're fighting for you. They want you to be their, their next whoever, their next big star. And the thing is, is that we don't have control over it. Sometimes in the casting rooms, the producers and the directors, they're making backroom deals about who they're going to get and they, they, or they bring someone in who they have a good relationship with and that person gets the role. Even before you audition, someone in the room will get the role before you do. You'll go in an audition and you'll have no idea that you the, the, the role's gone. So it is, it can be depressing. It can be so debilitating and rough. But the truth is, if you picture the audition as the win, then it, cha it changes everything because it's, an, as Al Pacino said, it's a chance to have an audience. You go in, you do your work, you leave it there on the table and you walk away. And so even if I don't get that lead role, I still have to have that attitude? Yes, because the thing is also, if we're always, we can aim for the lead role. We want that lead role. It's great. But we should also try to aim for the roles that also align with our artistry too. Because if we also get in and if we're always shooting for lead roles, then we may miss out on ascending the ladder. And sometimes if we ascend the ladder, maybe we play a little smaller roles. Maybe we play a under five and then a featured, then a principal, then a supporting, then a lead. And if we're always aiming for the stars, then we're forgetting that our feet are on the ground. And so the last thing I would say to anyone listening to this, I hear you. I feel you. I know it's painful. I know it is hard. But if you allow yourself to adapt, if you allow your creativity to grow, I am now an instructor through one of my talent agencies. I'm a Meisner instructor and I also private coach and I also want to help people with self-tapes, all that good stuff. I allowed my artistry to grow and through teaching, it has allowed me to approach my own craft in a new heightened, elevated way. And last thing I will say is just, I'll go back to this, is trusting the process that we may not get that role right now. It may take years, but if we keep investing in ourselves, and we invest in how good we are, and we just keep giving what we can and meeting the right people, eventually, tomorrow you may meet Martin Scorsese and you don't even realize it. Be open to the moment, trust the process, and everything will work out as it's supposed to. Right. Or you may meet Martin Lawrence too. <laughs> or you may meet Martin Lawrence too. And Martin's like, hey, we need you on Bad Boys 4. We have a cop role or it turns to a lady. Yeah, it's, it's, you never know who you're going to meet. Exactly. Exactly. I was just thrown in the brother listeners. Okay? I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right. All right. So you do have a lot of work on the way right in 2024, because as you said, you're not giving up on yourself. So there's going to be more from Sean and 2024 right in films yes have you done some tv too or no the closest i've done to tv are two made for tv movies so the first one the first one i was my first booking of a of a supporting role in a tv movie within my first year and a half of moving to la it was called drone wars and it actually aired on the Sci-Fi Channel International. And I believe we aired in South America, Europe, Asia. We toured in several, uh, in the Middle East. We, we toured it on TV for months uh, in 2016, I believe. And then we came out on DVD and streaming. And then the second TV movie I was in was a Lifetime movie. Back, it aired in 2021, titled Dangerous Medicine. And that was my first big screen antagonist role. I love villains with all of my heart. I villains are the are the ones who I always always gravitate toward when I watch uh, movies and TV shows and theater. And I got to play 
and I got to play a villain of sorts, and it was a pure joy. And so those were my two. Those are my two stints in the supporting roles in a TV format. The other was a TV series. It became a TV series. It was called um, Natushka and Elena, and it was about these two women, these two foreigners who were coming to look for love in America. And I had a small featured role as a um, as a day player, uh, as, a, as a excuse me, um, as a speed dater in this one um, one episode, but it became a TV series. So those were my three stints in TV. But that's, that's about it for right now. There is a there is a project that may become a film or a TV series that I am attached to. I can't say anything about it, but I, I connected with the, the man who's behind it and what he described it about this, this, this project is absolutely amazing. And so that will come in either 2024 or 2025. It's in, it's in uh, announcement pre-production stages right now, but that's oh. it for TV. Okay. Do you write your own stories? I see you writing your own stories or looking to write your own personal passion project. I am in that. I'm in that realm. I. As how did writer, I know? How did you? <laughs> <laughs> you are a wizard. Um, you know, for me, I love the idea of creating worlds. Uh, dialogue doesn't always come naturally to me when I write it. So I like to work with people who do know how to write dialogue. But there are a couple of there are a couple of projects that I have, I feel inclined toward that I, I am writing. Um, one of them is a story about that I came up with, I, I like the idea of it about two people who are in a relationship who probably are not supposed to be in a relationship. Or maybe they're not, maybe they're not meant to, and they come from their own unhealed pasts. And the idea I like behind it that, that I got inspired by is to do a movie with as minimal dialogue as possible. I love the concept of just letting letting a story flow through emotional life, you know, and 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 letting physicality, mental thoughts, letting the spirit come forward, and letting letting feeling flow, and that can be done so much more powerfully without words. So that's in development with a friend. I'll be I'll be connecting with her soon about that. But and there was a and I have another one that's in the works, but the thing is is that I don't have as much of a discipline behind writing as I do with acting because it's just it's a it's a muscle I haven't trained as much. But the more I get older, the more I think about what do I want to act in what do what 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 projects do i want to produce producing is something i'm more inclined to to help out with friends and filmmakers who i i hopefully will be working with in the next couple of years because at this point i just want to be of support to as many of my fellow artists as i can mm -hmm, mm -hmm. would you write a story about your life growing up i i'm not sure Actually, when I was 16, when I was 16, I, I did a movie about actually I wrote a movie about my dad. When I was 16, I went to a summer camp and I wrote a movie. My dad, um, my dad came from um, uh, my dad had a, a, a bit of an abusive upbringing from uh, with uh, one of his, uh, his stepdads in his family. And he he when he was a kid, he uh, he used to run with uh, he ran track actually without um, without uh, without shoes, actually. And so my dad used to be a track runner. And I wanted I told a story about even through coming from a, a rough upbringing, my dad still my dad still gave it his all. My dad still stayed motivated. He still ran in spite of it. And it just it was there's this there was this strength about him that I was so ad in my admiration of. And I was like, I want to tell that story. I want to make that movie when I'm at summer camp. So if I were to write a story about upbringing about my my life growing up, I, I grew up in a very spiritual place in Marin County. And that really helped me 
develop as one of my mom's friends described me as an old soul. So if I were to tell a tale, I would want to tell something, if about upbringing, about just the power of the human spirit and that even in down days, that the power of nature and human connection and empathy and compassion are great storytelling uh, um, ingredients. So if one day I do write something, I'm, I might go down that road with that. All right, but I also see a rom-com of Sean, kind of like young Sheldon type of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen young Sheldon, but I do love uh, I do love Jim Parsons as uh, as Sheldon Cooper. I I would say that actually, if I were if I did a rom-com about a young Sean Gannell, I think I would probably lean more toward the. Uh, I, I was probably more of a Leonard character when I was younger, like thinking like very sweet, but just super, super awkward sometimes, not always knowing like the the, the, the awkward thing to say. I, I think I would be more akin to him, but that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, young Sheldon is ending this year, right? It is. No, I didn't know that. This season, I believe when they get back to it in 2024, after seven seasons, they've decided to pull the plug. Mm, they've gone, well, hey, having gone for seven seasons, I mean, it becomes syndicated at that point uh, after five seasons for what I know. So good on those actors, seriously, for 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 having such a good run and, yes. the, and, the, and the showrunners and everything. Yes. What's your encouragement to actors and actresses now that we are slowly the strike is ending, the writer's strike has ended, the actors look like they'll probably work out something, who knows, but I think fingers crossed something will be worked out. And they're on these, you know, these TV projects waiting to, you know, go back to work and some might be canceled. Yes. Um, my advice to young actors at this time, um, I would say that we live in a time where social media and technology is everything. And one can use social media to bolster their standing in whatever industry they want, whether it's uh, music or sports. I mean, it, it, it can be a gateway to, um, to greater opportunities. My one issue with social media, though, is that it, to me, it feels like a shortcut. It feels like a land in which plagiarism and copying what other people have done is this, it garners views and attention and people gain followers from it and then they they get opportunities. But my issue, I see people who do show up in movies and TV shows and uh, if I'm being totally honest and no disrespect to the artists who are working today, these days I feel that one in every 30 movies and shows I see actually inspire me and touch me in the in the heart and the soul because I feel like it's heart heartless and soulless and maybe that's you know perhaps there are stories that you know maybe not be able to fully connect with sometimes but the truth is is that I feel like good writing, good acting, good storytelling has taken a major backseat toward uh influence from who knows, corporations, you know, uh, 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 trends, people who want to have messages pushed, like pushed, shoved down people's throats it, it, to, to take away from the power of storytelling. Whereas when I grew up with the De Niro's and the Day Lewis's and the Streep's of, you know, great movies back in the day that told incredible stories that could just unite everyone and just em empower and inspire people. I just feel like that's lacking. And so I feel like these days with things such as, you know, social media or, or, you know, finding ways to, you know, through 
just shortcuts. I feel like it's a world of shortcuts now and it's not as earned that 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 earning your place as, you know, someone in in the industry through hard work, through being a craftsman, through taking criticism and not letting it take it personally, to allow yourself to grow, be in classes, train, uh, have a Think about longevity. My word I'd come back to is longevity. I feel like a lot of people want the immediate. They want what's now and they want what's going to give them the quickest road to success. But when they get the quickest road to success, when people get it, who've never faced adversity in, in, in their industry, who have never been told no as much or who, who take no and they get upset by it and they don't know how to utilize it for a positive, then they don't always know perhaps how to grow with it. And I think through rejection, through being told no, through failure, through taking a million no's and then still getting up and going stronger than ever and growing and improving and enhancing your craft, I believe that is where great artistry lies. So all the young actors who are listening to this, study as much as you can, connect with as many filmmakers and actors as you can, have people be honest with you, have people teach you how to grow, have, have, have a trust in mentors and teachers who you admire, do your research, know what your vision is. Think about, okay, if I get this success, how do I maintain it? And also don't always seek for fame and fortune. Go for what makes you an individual, someone who has will never give up on their, on, on their integrity, on their vision, on that working with the Paul Thomas Andersons and Nolans and foreign directors working over in London, whatever it is, whatever you wish to do in this world, please, please, please give it your all. Take rejection with, with a tough spine and say, okay, thank you for that. I will grow with this. And I promise you that if you learn what it means to be a craftsman, and if you learn what it means to really be a true artist and never let anything bring you down and don't take any shortcuts, I guarantee you that the rewards at the end of the day will be so much sweeter than any shortcut you could ever possibly take. Right. And there's a reason why they let you go as a season regular in Chicago PD. Maybe you just wouldn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes if they, if you don't work out, then maybe that's actually a gift that you got released from it, from a show, from a movie, whatever it is, because something even, something even on a higher plane and level is meant for you around the corner that you don't even you don't even realize. I didn't think to myself I would be a an instructor, but I've been doing it for five months. And to 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 help fellow actors, to help them grow, to 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 see their their strengths and I don't like to use the word weaknesses, but to see their strengths and areas that in which they can they can get better, in which they can they they can work on. I love that. Because I see their highest self, I see what they're capable of, but I also let them know this is where, this is what we get to work on. This is where we get to grow. And in the process of it, by being of community and being of support to others, it has allowed my own artistry to flourish in ways I could have never imagined before. And it was because I was open to the moment. So please, young actors, also be open to the moment. Know when to say no. Trust that you don't sacrifice your vision. And that one day, you never know. Where one person leaves that Chicago fire or that Chicago PD or whatever it is, you could then step into it because you fit the mold, you look the part and you have the talent to boot so amen amen yeah. preach <laughs> <laughs> and what do you want to say to those actors that are still on the picket lines the seasoned ones you are the people that i look up to you are the leaders 
you are the ones who I've been out there with. I, I've walked, uh, I walked Warner Brothers recently and the energy there, the, the being who, who are on the megaphones, who are doing the interviews, who have young actors corralled around them, just 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 hanging on every word and moment to to gain something incredible. It's because of people. It's because of the the the, the leaders of our industry, the seasoned actors, who are trying to let news outlets and media people know the misconception that this strike is just about the top one percent of actors who who rake in the big bucks and work on those amazing projects. It's not. They are fighting on behalf of everyone. The journeyman actors. The one who don't make $26,000 a year to afford health insurance, that nearly 90% of us, they are there to say, we stand arm in arm with all actors, all actors who just want to earn a living to do what they love and that we can all come out of this the other side. I salute them. I thank them. I virtually hug them. And it's an honor to walk side by side with them. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and throw out, as you said, you were an instructor, throw out that website too, in case other actors have questions about their lines or just how to look the part and how to nail auditions. Yes, of course. Of course. So uh, the one social media platform I do use, actually, actually, I just use it now solely for work purposes. One, I will say one thing about social media. I stepped away from it in the last few days to not scroll anymore. The one thing I'll say also to young actors, the amount of energy that you get back from not scrolling on social media and absorbing all that energy, positive and negative, it it, it allows, it's, a, it's one less distraction as you maintain your focus on your art. I would just say that it's it is a, it's a true gift. My Instagram handle is my entire first name. It's all lowercase. S-E-A-N-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R-G-U-N-N-E-L-L. Sean Alexander Gunnell. Contact me there. I am a Meisner instructor through the U.S. Talent Academy, which is connected to my agency in Utah, Stars Talent Studio. You can also reach out to me on that if you would like to set up Meisner training uh, Zoom style anytime, because I also will be doing that outside of the U.S. Talent Academy. I'll be getting my own sessions going for both beginner and advanced. If you wish for private coaching, you can also contact me on social media there. And and for everyone who is listening, who is in Los Angeles, who will be in Los Angeles in February of 2024, I will be returning to the stage for my first Shakespearean production in 15 years. I will be stepping into the world of Hamlet, playing the supporting role of Laertes, who is the mirror foil to Hamlet. And we are the we are two sides of the same coin, and we will be having a intense, fantastic fight at the culmination of the play. So do come down to Melrose. If you love Shakespeare, and if you love theater, if you love acting, that's where you can find me in February. All right, all right, all right. It was really great to get to know you. It was great to get to know you too, Donovan. Thank you so much for this. All right, all right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I'd love to thank Actor. You can throw out your name again. Sean Gunnell. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.